2: Anian. What I really see is the bigger picture, the bigger problem is everything we're putting on the vehicle makes it more expensive to repair and sooner or later it's going to break. The Car Doctor. I'm looking at Tom Ray on the new video chat camera we got set up. Tom's got this look of like, really? <laughs> surprise! <laughs> I think of Gomer Pyle. Surprise, surprise, surprise. Bet you that makes it into next week's open. Shazam. Welcome
0: to the radio home of Ronananian. The Car Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your calls at
2: 855-560-9900. And now, here's Ronnie. Oh, that Tom Ray. You never know where he's going to stick one of those uh, great openings of his. As always, Tom. A job well done. Thank you very much. Let's get over to the phones. The phones are backed up already today. I can see this hour is going to be busy. Let's go to Tom in Texas. A uh, used vehicle for a daughter unit. Tom, welcome to the Car Doctor, sir. How can I help?
3: Thank you. Great show. Appreciate Thank you taking time to talk. Thank um, you, sir. We're looking for a, a car for my daughter. Uh, we obviously would like something that's uh, safe, uh, low maintenance. Uh, Good visibility from windows, Um, safety features, you know, uh, there's quite a number of them, really. Uh, Mid-size SUV, Uh, we're looking at a 2019 Toyota, 17,000 miles, RAV4. A RAV4, sure.
2: Yeah, a RAV4. And you know all good comments all good thoughts Tom you know a, a, a daughter starting out to drive a child starting out to drive we want to get them on the road you know correctly and safety features is always a good thing most important do they fit the vehicle are they comfortable in the vehicle you know Yeah has she,
3: she selected
2: it Okay has she sat in it Yes and she likes it
3: Yeah she's driven it yes and it's her top pick
2: basically okay yeah i've got i've got nothing wrong with it what were some of the other things that she was looking at
3: uh rear view camera uh blind spot monitor lane
2: no 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 i mean like what other vehicles did she drive
3: oh yeah i'm really not sure to tell you the truth highlander's a nice i heard
2: highlander yeah highlander it's a step up it's a little bigger you know, um, is she gonna? What is his first year of high school? She's or senior in high school, and then she's going away to college. No, no, with
3: she's it? in graduate school, about to graduate.
2: Okay, and then any idea on her commute from her job ho- from home to work? Uh, is it, is well,
3: it... you know, everybody's working from home, right? So we re- she's in transition starting August, so right. but she'll probably be you know maybe maximum of an hour. Daily, should she have to work, uh, you know, further from home than normal. Right. She's just look, just looking for a position to do her training for counseling.
2: You know, there's nothing like having mass when you're on the road, a bigger yeah, vehicle. I agree. You know, and RAV4 is a great vehicle, but if the choice is a Highlander or a RAV4 or a full-size Ford Explorer, versus a Ford Escape, both good cars, both in that same category. I would go look at those as well. And the safety features are there. Uh, You know, me personally, I would take the bigger vehicle, provided I can afford it and afford the fuel. You know, it's going to burn a little more gas and so on, because there's nothing like mass when you're out on the highways with the trucks flying by at 75, and you're trying to not get run over. And, you know, I, I think there's a lot of value to that. So you know, does the RAV4 have the safety features she wants, the blind spot mirrors, the backup camera, and so forth?
3: Yes, I believe so. Okay. So so it's just a matter of us haggling with her as to whether uh, she'll go to a larger right. Carlander or Ford Explorer versus the RAV4.
2: You know, and then the other thing you got to think of is, and, you know, where is she in life, right? If she's just finishing her graduate work, uh, mid-20s, late-20s
3: no she's
2: uh mid 30s okay you know is she is she married is she getting married does she need something Single. to move furniture at some point you Single. know you know it's it's but you start thinking about are they gonna move they're gonna you know haul things uh, having things if she's setting herself up in a house or an apartment to be able to go down to the local home depot and pick up five pounds or whatever that rav four gets small real quick.
3: Yeah, that's a good
2: point. You know, it's um, there's nothing like having a pickup truck or something the size of a pickup truck or room for a sheet of plywood to hang out the back of to move things around or plants for a front garden. And, you know, to go through the expense of buying that vehicle now. I think when you buy a vehicle, you have to look at lifestyle. What can you afford obviously comes into it. But, you know, in her mid-30s, chances are she'll hang on to this vehicle for the next 8 to 10 years. Just guessing, right? Or longer? Or longer? You know, is is this what she wants for the next ten years? And you know, in, typically in four or five years, you know what's going to happen. She's going <laughs> to move to a bigger house or a bigger place, and she needs a bigger vehicle. And then all of a sudden, you're getting rid of this one and going on to the next one. Just buy the next one now. Buy your next car right. now is my motto. And you know, just just something to look at, just to consider. Right. You know, anytime I go buy something, I usually pick out a vehicle, no lie, in about 20 minutes because I've already played what if. I sit down and I say, what if? What if I got the next size up? Well, do I need this? Do I need that? And I kind of run through it in my head because I don't want to do that in front of the salesman because, I don't know, they're like sharks. They smell the blood in the water and then they pounce. Uh, (laughs) You know, I want to have that decision made up in my head. I want to have all my questions ready so I can ask the questions I have to ask. All right, sir.
3: Yeah, so where would we go to start searching? I mean, we've done some, but what are your suggestions on uh, Yeah, used is okay with us as long as it's uh, checked out thoroughly.
2: Used is okay. Do you have any
3: suggestions on the Internet uh, where to search?
2: No, not so much Internet. I like buying things locally because the stuff on the Internet, I'm not knocking the Internet. Uh, You know, everybody does their procedure different, but there's a lot of flood vehicles out there. There's a lot of vehicles that have been cobbled together. I like buying something from that guy with a brick and mortar building in town that when I have a problem, I can go back to him because he's got a reputation. I like buying a Ford from the Ford dealer. I like buying a Toyota from the Toyota dealer because if they give me any kind of a warranty, if it breaks, I've got a better chance of getting it repaired properly because they know their product. They know their car line. And it's sometimes it's tempting you'll see that Toyota advertised at the Ford dealer, and it may be cheaper than what the Toyota dealer's selling it for, but I always wonder you know, and I've seen it where you'll buy that Toyota from the Ford dealer, and when there's a problem, they've got to send it to the Toyota dealer to fix it because the Ford Tech knows Ford the Toyota Tech knows Toyota, and okay. you know, cars are getting very specific now, or they have been for or quite the, some time.
3: What about Carmax
2: um CarMax, I've never dealt with it. I hear good things. I've never had direct experience. You know, I would do it, but I would also ask them, "How do I know this isn't a flood vehicle and what's the guarantee if I don't like the car or have a problem? How does it get resolved?" And then go look at that review and, you know, is is what he tells you what happens really happens. If that makes right. sense, you know. Bottom line, I don't yeah. want to go to the milk I don't want to go to the hardware store and get a gallon of milk. I want to. I want to go somewhere. I want somebody to be able to take care of the car, do what I have to do, do what needs to be done, and call it a day. And then, you know, also whatever you buy, she's driven this during the day. Has she driven it at night?
3: Yeah, good. No, of course not. Yeah. Cars.
2: Do you, what? What kind of car do you drive, Tom?
3: Uh, it's a uh, minivan. Right. Does it change? Are, Is
2: it a little different from day to night? Right. Cars have personalities. They're. You know, are the buttons in the right place? Can you find the switches? Can you do you have the same visibility? Can you deal with it? You've got to really know, you've got to go drive it for a little bit and don't fall in love with the first thing. I always say, picking a car is like dating. Don't fall in love with the first date because maybe it's been a while and you want to get used to it. So, All right, kiddo.
3: Any tips on how to negotiate a better price?
2: Um I don't know that you can right now. I really okay. don't, only because the used car market is real hot because of the pandemic. New car sales are kind of tough, so they know what they've got. The used cars are, are really right where they're supposed to be. If you were buying a new car, you probably have better leverage. One thing to think about if you're buying used versus new, look at the finance rate if you're financing. You know, typical used car finance rates vary from 3 to 6% depending upon how you're going to borrow the money but there are a lot of 0% new car deals out there with better warranties that sometimes that makes more sense.
3: Oh, okay, great. All
2: right, so it's all—it's not total price. It's how you're going to pay for it and what it's going to cost you per month and what you're going to pay for the car when it's paid off. How much did you actually pay for it? You're buying a lifestyle, Tom. Think of it like that. She's buying a lifestyle. You don't want to get phone calls. Dad, my car's broke. What do I do now? And I don't know that you would from a 35-year-old, but you get my point. Um, if we're going to help them along, let's help them along and show them the ropes, what we had to learn and go through, even though it's a little more complicated today than it was you know, 20 years ago. So things to look at. Go look at some cars. Call me back. You know where I am. I appreciate the call, and thanks for listening. I'm Ron Annie and The Car Doctor, and I'm back right after this. Don't go away.
1: whether it's a little red Corvette or a Yugo, you've come to the
5: right place to get that car fixed. Ron and Amy in the car doctor. 855-560-9900. Now back to Ron. Hey, let's get over to Western Virginia.
2: 05 Honda Pilot. and uh, What's going on here? Transmission issues? Welcome to the car doctor.
6: Well, thank you. Your show is really powerful, and I appreciate you guys. Thank you, sir. Listen, I bought this car... uh about maybe three years back, about 1200 bucks. Uh, it was a great deal. And she ran great. Um, uh, last year, however, I was having issues. Uh, I thought it was a transmission mount. I replaced the transmission mount. Uh, it did a little better, but the problem is that it hard shifts once it gets out of park into gear. Uh, once you're driving, um, it will go about maybe two three miles and then she'll overheat and shut down. Um, uh, out of curiosity, let us sit in the driveway. And I was, you know, I checked the transmission fluid in it. Uh, she looked fine. I took it for a spin again and she did the exact same thing. Well now so I don't
2: know. Hold on a second. Now what overheats, the transmission overheats or the car overheats?
6: Uh, the transmission, uh, what makes you the say transmission. the
2: transmission overheats?
6: Oh, well, um, well maybe it didn't overheat. Um, Let's see. Uh, the TCM light comes on. Okay. Okay. Um, when it does that, uh, she shuts down completely.
2: Okay. Have you no. scanned this for codes?
6: Uh, well, I went to AutoZone nope. and it said it, uh, it had a TCM problem.
2: Right. Do you remember the fault code that it had?
6: Uh, I'm afraid not. I don't remember it anymore. Was
2: it, was it a P0780? Ring any bells?
6: Mm-hmm. And, uh, it okay. sounds familiar, but I'm because not quite
2: sure. because understand what's going on here, all right. That's basically all right. There's 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 three weak links in a Honda, all right. One's ignition coils, one's transmission, and the other is catalytic converters. You're on number two, <laughs> all right. Transes are a common problem area. If you've got a check engine or a trans control light on or the shift indicator lights are flashing, that's an indication of a fault in the transmission itself, all right? Well, maybe not just check engine light. It would have to be something else trans-related, but you get my point. So right. the, the first and most important thing to do before you drive this or continue to drive this is a scan at AutoZone just won't do it. It's really gotta get a complete module scan. This is the difference. How many languages do you speak?
6: Uh one and one. A half.
2: okay. That's right. You speak English and Virginia slang, right?
6: Pretty much. Okay. <laughs> a little so, bit in Spanish. No,
2: so so cars speak two languages. Every every car speaks OBD two. Your Honda speaks Honda. The GM speaks okay. GM. The Ford speaks Ford. But they all speak OBD-2. All the parts okay. store scans are only doing OBD-2. If there's information in vehicle-specific inf- uh, data, you're missing it. You're missing half the information. Oh. Every car I work on at the shop, okay, I will, and of late, my, my, my go-to tool because I want to get right to the heart of the matter quickly is I'll drag out my Opus IVS, which gives me the ability to do a quick test, which gives me, I can scan every module using the Opus. And then if I have to submit for tech support for vehicle specific for whatever I'm working on, I can do so and send them a copy of that report. Now, I may gather information with my Opus and you know, get detailed code analysis and whatever I'm doing, but I may also grab my down-and-dirty, blue-and-gray, 22-years-old OBD2 scan tool hanging in the corner of the shop just to get codes and start looking at fuel trim and playing with numbers and things like that. There's, 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 okay. times, there's times you want to look at everything, and there's times you just want to look at something real quick and simple. So, you know, it's but but to go at it, to gather your initial information trying to get just OBD2 generally doesn't work.
6: Okay.
2: If if you've got a trans control light on, you've 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 got a fault code of some magnitude. Now, the good news is, depending upon the code, if it's got a code for a second or a third or a fourth gear pressure switch or AB switch as Honda calls it, it might okay. just it might just be a switch fault and the switch the switch would the switch would have to be replaced how many miles are on this
6: oh it's a high mile. It's
2: about 189000 okay so you know the odds are it's not the odds are this is a trans and that $1200 car to put a trans in this with something decent a rebuilt from honda or a rebuilt from The local rebuilder, I can tell you, North Jersey dollars, you're probably between three and four grand. From a local rebuilder, from a Honda dealer, you're probably four to five grand. And a lot of that depends on whose torque converter they're putting in it and how much of a rebuilt unit they're doing.
6: Oh, wow. Right. I got my money's worth then. Uh, You got your money's (laughs) worth, brother.
2: All right. But you don't know, you know, you kind of don't know anything until you get it scanned. Right. Because the other side of this is, is this your only car? Is this everyday transportation, or what is this to you? Uh, no,
6: that's, that's not my only transportation. Okay, I mean, it's sitting in my driveway, not collecting left and dust.
2: Because you know, to somebody else, if this was your only car, and the rest of the cars in good condition, you know what? Even if it was five grand to put a trans in it, five grand is cheaper than fifty. That's true. So, you yeah, know, yeah. A, a lot of angles to be considered. But yeah, if you paid twelve hundred bucks for this two years ago, three years ago, and you drove it, yeah, the car I mean, doesn't owe you I, a dime. As it yeah, a, as it sits, the car is probably worth fifteen hundred bucks just for parts. So
6: I was I was considering going ahead and do just that uh, and put it on Facebook. Yep, you know, and then you know, I mean, the rest of the, the rest of the vehicle is in pretty decent shape. The seats. Uh, tires in decent shape, uh, anywhere from lights, um, the doors. I mean, the body's in decent shape. Uh, the motor itself runs like a champ,
2: right? It's
0: just, you know. Yeah,
2: they're, you know, the motors run 300,000 miles. Listen, and I'm not telling you what to do, don't misunderstand me. Maybe money's not that big a deal. Maybe you do some nice and put some good juju out in the world and you, uh, you know, find a veterans group. Somebody needs a car, and then you find a trans shop. Somebody that wants to put a trans in it for maybe a deal and help somebody along, and we kind of pass it along that way. And uh, you know, we put some good out in the world. So, but uh, whatever you decide, Wester, that's where you're at. It's got to get scanned, probably a trans, and then go from there. I appreciate the call. I enjoyed the conversation, and uh, you uh, you give us a call back again sometime. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Ron and eating the Car Doctor. I'll back right after this. Don't go away. You're at your service. Let's get over to Isaac in Minnesota, 08 Lexus. What's going on, Isaac? How can I help?
5: Hey, Ron. Hey, uh, two quick things that I, I want your opinion on. Uh, okay. First is uh, <clears throat> I noticed the the power steering fluid looks a little dark, and I've taken it someplace just to get it tuned up and have the transactional fluid change as well as transmission fluid, and they'd recommend doing a power steering flush. Okay. Uh, and I'd have to know because I figure i, I think i can do that on my own so i wanted to to kind of run by my plan and see if that's acceptable or not
2: good i'm all um, ears
5: so what i'm thinking is breaking out the old turkey baster um getting as much out of that reservoir as i can and then filling it up to you know full level letting the wife drive it for a week get back under the hood take more out put more in and maybe do that three or four times wondering if that's an acceptable way to to do a quick flush
2: how much did they how much did they want to do the power steering fluid flush
5: 170 bucks
2: wow that's a lot of money
5: but yeah that's, why know, blessed that's going to the
2: dealer right right it's it's but i'll tell you what it sounds like it's more efficient now the other way you could do it is power steering reservoir sits over on the passenger side fender well right yep okay One of those is the feed to the pump. One of those is the return. If you can figure out which one's the return, you could also disconnect one of those hoses and put an extension on it, dump it into a pan, plug up the other side, put some type of a rubber cork or a wine bottle cork or something in there, right? And let it run. Now the fluid's going to come out the... Now now the fluid's going to come out the reservoir, feed the pump, and then flow into the return. I'm sorry?
5: Uh, yeah, no, I, I'm sorry. For, I, yeah, I, I've seen that method as well. I, I've seen people do it on not my vehicle per se, but, yeah, that that way of kind of, and I assume that's probably the way to do that. I don't know if they hook something up to it, but, yeah. Um, well, it's yeah, not, so I guess I, you, I just, you're it, not hooking. Is better way? Or
2: well, you're not hooking something up. You know, Isaac, you're not hooking something up. What you're really doing is you're just getting all the fluid out at once. You know, you could do it your way, but what's the percentage of effectiveness and, you know, what's the cost in fluid? Is it going to is it going to be 50 to 60 bucks in fluid and how much are you going to actually do? Is it worth the $100 difference? The other question I've got is why are we flushing power steering fluid? Is there a problem with the power steering system?
5: Well, it was just the dealer said, "Hey, it looks a little dark." I I just purchased the vehicle not so long ago. It's got one hundred fifty some thousand miles on it, and I kind of doubt if it's ever been changed. Right. So I'm just being kind of picky and saying I I don't want to replace a rack if I can just kind of put peace of mind. Yeah, no, I get Away it. for you know, seventy bucks a laptop. I'll go ahead and do it.
2: So you know, for well, there's a couple of things going on here. Does your wife drive this car?
5: Yeah. Let, yep.
2: Let the dealer do it. Isaac, you know what's going to happen? You're going to start working on the power steering. And then it's going to be, you know, honey, ever since you started working on my car, the steering doesn't feel right. You know that's going to happen.
5: No, I've I've been there. Yep, I've been there. Yep,
2: you know, it's and you're going to be like, wait a minute, I didn't do anything. And then Isaac's going to be in the doghouse. I'll find you out living out behind (laughs) the shop in the trailer. So um, Yeah, and then
5: it's going to go to the dealer anyway.
2: Right, so for the $100 difference between the price of the fluid and aggravation, it, think of think of how much you're going to save in, the, in, in not having to get divorced. See? It makes sense. All of a sudden, that $170 is cheap.
5: Absolutely. That's, that's a good return on investment right yep. there. So,
2: second question.
5: Um. So, the second one, this one's a, a little trickier for me. So, again, purchase a vehicle. I'm pretty sure at some point the windshield was, was replaced. Okay. Um, and when you're driving at... About 50 miles per hour and, and more, I can hear just a little bit of wind noise coming from the passenger side sort of down in the the corner of the dash up front okay. from the windshield. Okay. So I did my best to pop the hood to see, you know, how do these seals look? How does the door seal look compared to the driver's side? I don't see anything there. Um, and then I went and looked, inspected the windshield itself, kind of looking at how they insulated that from the, the driver's side, versus the passenger. It seems a little off. So then I called a, a windshield replacement company asking if, if they could take a look and if that's something they can actually address or not. And they had said, hey, if if, if that's the case, then essentially we got to just redo the entire job because they're thinking – whomever replaced it probably did it on those like one of those mobile deals did it sometime in the maybe winter or spring and then just due to the, the change of weather in minnesota they're thinking maybe it shrunk up and so now you're getting a little bit of wind in there right um so how do you diagnose i guess it? I'm trying to figure out right uh, yeah exactly and do okay. it without having to put a whole new windshield in or just live with it
2: well no i would a couple of things come to mind if you take a garden hose soft pressure and gently spray working your way up from the bottom of the windshield up, do you ever see moisture inside the car? If it's if it's if it's a wind I haven't noise.
5: Noticed
2: you know, if it's a yeah, I, I if it's a wind like noise leaking air, it's gotta leak water. That's number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other thing that you could try is if someone has access to a smoke machine, something we use to diagnose evap. And to lay that smoke nozzle along the base of the windshield from the inside or the outside, and look to see does the smoke transfer through. If the smoke finds its way through, then it's obvious it's got a leak, and then the windshield has to come out. Confirmed. Are, are you also are you also seeing or hearing noise close to the door seals of the passenger side? No,
5: no, and that because that was my first instinct was well maybe it's just a seal. But yeah, when I sit on the passenger, it's not coming from the door. It's coming from the up front part of the dash, okay. sort of in the corner where that seal sits.
2: Because there, I would tell you, if, if you thought maybe the door seals were leaking, you know, baby powder or talcum powder, close the door, open the door. Does it disrupt the powder all the way around? Or is there a spot where it looks like the seal's not hitting? And, you know, that could help you as well. But as as far yeah. as the well, glass... I, you
5: know, I might try that, too, cause... I know sometimes your ears can play tricks on you. Yep, so you're thinking, there's something, and it's coming yep, from
2: somewhere else. Absolutely. Have you taken the car through a car wash?
5: Yeah. Yeah, I have. I, I've taken it a, a few times, and I've, I've never noticed any moisture or any water getting inside that area. Okay,
2: Because, you know, it may be that it's not a leak at the windshield or the door seals. It may be something in how the recirc door is sealing from the inside out. It may be something yeah. in the HVAC as well, but you'd have to eliminate the possibilities before you jump to that conclusion.
6: Okay.
2: All right? So, listen, I'm glad I could save your marriage. I'm glad I could help you with your car. You seem like a nice guy. <laughs>
6: yeah,
5: um, it's, it's, it's a younger marriage. It's only seven years. So, yeah, yeah so like, we, we want to you know,
2: get you to be like me. I'm a battle veteran of 40 years, so... Um, uh, you know, I, she's not listening today, Tom, is she? I don't think so. Phew. Uh, Isaac, I got to go. My wife's coming. Um, um, But anyway, Isaac, you be well. All right, kiddo. Take good care. I'm Ron and in the car, Doctor. We are back one way or another. Ooh, duck. Right after this.
0: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
2: Welcome back. We're on Andy, The Car Doctor. Let's get over to Dave in Ohio, 01 Lexus, and some uh, maybe some brake problems. Dave, what's going on?
7: Uh, yeah. Hi, Ron. Uh, Hi, sir. so right now I have a leak, uh, between the brake booster and where the master cylinder connects. Uh, and uh, I put on a new master cylinder. Um, it was the cheapest one I could find, uh, off, off of Rock Auto. Um, and it's the it it's the same um it's the same symptom um i you know i bled all the brakes and all that um
2: when you say when you and, say a leak dave what do you you're you're losing brake fluid
7: uh yeah yeah so um as i depress the the brake pedal uh i hear i hear like a little squirt Uh, coming from the master cylinder area and then i go to inspect that area and it's and it's directly under like i see the fluid um, uh, uh, right under where it connects uh, to the brake booster
2: okay so why can't you have a bad new part
7: (laughs) well yeah i yeah that's I was thinking the same thing. I mean, I there's guess. there's there's nothing else there, right? There's
2: a there's a remote reservoir. Is this a master body, and then you plug in the rubber hose to a remote reservoir, or is this a reservoir that sits right uh, on the body of the master?
7: the uh, The reservoir sits right on top of the of the MC.
2: Okay, and it's 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 it's, it's clipped in nice. It's the seals are seated correctly, right? There's no question. Did you get this master as an assembly reservoir and master cylinder assembly as one piece? Yes.
7: Okay. yes I got it as one and piece.
2: and you're telling me that so you've got the brake lines are tight and you you've bled it and you've got it bolted to the booster. The booster feels good. You've got good power brake. It's got good assist.
7: Yep.
3: Okay. Yes
2: yeah and have you driven this car? Does it have a good brake pedal uh,
7: i have I have not driven it yet um, it's, it's still on all four jacks right now okay because I've replaced all the brakes
2: All right, so do you have a good pedal or not is the first question I got Well that might well, be the second question
7: <laughs> it, it it sinks down eventually um I mean it's probably adequate. Well, no, there's to, no – trust
2: me, brother, there's no adequate in breaks. They either work or they don't. Um, so, so, you know, and we don't want to find out the hard way. All right? I like all my listeners. I don't want you guys to get hurt. So my first question is if somebody else pumps the pedal, right? This is where you need the helper. If somebody else pumps the pedal, you're telling me you're going to see a squirt of fluid come out from between the master and the booster.
7: That's correct.
2: Okay. Next. That, that that cheap master cylinder don't look so good right now, does it?
7: No. Uh, no. No. So uh, I'm thinking the recommendation is probably to buy a Lexus. It, well, you know, something uh, of quality. Uh, I will
2: I, I will tell you this, Dave. Getting hydraulic components is a major problem. I I can't even begin to express to you how hard it is to get wheel cylinders, masters any of this stuff today. I don't know what happened. Uh, Wagner Brake doesn't exist. Um, It it seems like Ray Bestis doesn't exist. Boy, the the, the brake companies do not make their own brake parts anymore, or they're subbing them out. Terrible, terrible. Um, Do this. If you have an O'Reilly Auto Parts nearby, or you can jump online to OReillyAuto.com, plug in the car, see what brands they carry, And you can talk to them direct and say, hey, what's the warranty? What's the success rate? They'll give you all the information. And I would purchase from an O'Reilly Auto Parts just because of the name brand. Or if you can go back to wherever it was you were buying it and get some name brand quality components there. Brakes are not someplace. I never want to hear somebody say, I got my brake parts and I got the cheapest price I could. They're brake parts. They got to work every time. Do some more research, Dave. I think you got a bad one. Call us back. 855-560-9900. The Car doctor's coming back right after this.
0: It's a time of year when everyone is making plans to hit the road. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC
1: podcasts, if you dare. Like
2: us, baby, we were born to welcome back. Ron and Andy, the car doctor, John, Louisiana, 11 F-150. How can I help, sir? Hey, Ron. Thanks yes, for sir.
8: taking my call. You're A welcome. Great show.
2: Thank you. How can I help?
8: All right. I I have a F-150 2011 XLT 5.0. I have 250,000 miles on it. Wow. Somewhere around 150,000 miles. I noticed that I had some funny shifting stuff going on. It would drop down to another gear, lower gear. Okay. That's at highway speed. So digging through the forums, uh, I find out there was a recall uh, where they would reflash the transmission to solve the issue. Yep. So I I, I did that. I procrastinated a little bit and did that, and it seemed to resolve the issue. But within the year, uh, a couple years ago, a year ago, uh, I noticed that uh, when I started in the morning that it wouldn't shift out of first gear and I'd have to turn it off, start it back up again, it would be fine. And this went on for a little while. And then uh, it wouldn't come out of first gear at all no matter what I did. So I would have to disconnect the battery, reset the ECM or the TCM, and then it was fine for a, a month or two; didn't do anything. But it progressively gets worse, and it's gotten to the point where uh, it does it all the time. Do you and ever does
2: Does the odometer it. ever go blank, John? Yes. Trans Does the check engine light come on?
8: And it, uh, get a wrench. Yes.
2: Okay. Setting any fault codes?
8: And, set, my quits. and the odometer quits. the Odometer quits. Odometer. All the dash lights go out. Yeah, uh, are you you setting
2: a, maybe you're setting a P0720 or a P0722? I I
8: believe that's the code, yeah.
2: Yeah, okay. So, uh, two things you want to go read, all right? You want to go look at Bulletin 16-0008, and you also want to go read, and this was the dealer bulletin about the recall you missed because it was a flash and parts replacement component replacement of the valve body area
8: okay well that was my question because i was digging through the forum again and they only offered that if you were under a certain mileage right but the dealer kind of didn't mention that to me yeah when I got my the, flash. The,
2: the dealer number is 16 and is in nancy zero two common problem 02.
8: okay yeah. all right I'll, sir I'll that down. do
2: that and uh you know and listen at 250 Maybe it's time you just got to go through the trans, as much as you don't want to hear that. But trust me, whatever that trans is, a couple of three, $4,000, that's going to be a whole lot cheaper than a new one because a new one starts at sixty. dollars So uh, just some things to compare and consider. Appreciate the call, John. Be well down Louisiana way. I'm Ron in The Car Doctor. I hope you had a great time this week. I did, too. I really did. I'll see you next week. Remember, good mechanics aren't expensive. They're priceless. See ya.
4: Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Turns and conditions apply.
0: Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation